Before today's episode, we acknowledge the Yagara people and the Turbal people as the traditional custodians of Mianjin, Brisbane, the lands on which this podcast was recorded. This podcast contains descriptions of domestic and family violence that listeners may find confronting, challenging or triggering. Audience discretion is advised. Domestic violence is a national crisis. Targeting the most likely domestic violence murderers. Domestic violence protocols and culture will be put under the microscope. Queensland's silent killer. On average, one woman a week and one man a month is killed by a current or former partner. Here's a sobering statistic. There are more than 100,000 cases of domestic violence in Queensland every year. Welcome to Behind the Doors of Domestic Violence, presented by the Queensland Police Service. My name's Dean Cooper and I'll be the host of this podcast series. I'm a facilitator of a men's behavioural change program working to change the belief systems of men who perpetrate violence. I also work with Griffith University's Make Bystander program to empower a community of bystanders to be someone who does something about domestic and family violence in our community. I'm joined today by Michelle from DV Connect, as well as Acting Inspector Lee Wilde, who's the officer in charge of the North Brisbane District Domestic and Family Violence and Vulnerable Persons Unit. Michelle, I'll just start with yourself. Can you tell me a little bit about DV Connect? For sure. So DV Connect is a number of services packaged up under that one name, but essentially if you are a man or a woman seeking safety from domestic, family or sexual violence, you can call DB Connect and one of our services can respond to you. Fantastic. And yourself, Lee, could you tell us a little bit about what the Vulnerable Persons Unit is and what you do? The Vulnerable Persons Unit is a group of specially trained uniformed police officers and the uh, unit also contains investigators. Also within the unit, social workers, so trained specialist domestic and family violence caseworkers. Our aim and objective is to support vulnerable members of the community. Our primary objective is all around victim survivors of domestic and family violence, but we also support people with other vulnerabilities such as homelessness, uh, mental health and other things that may be going on in their life. So how we differ from general duties or first response is that we come in after First response, uh, general duties, uniform police that people think of when they hear of police officers, they attend calls for service, calls from community or the public to attend domestic and family violence incidents. What the Vulnerable Persons Unit does is we come in after and that might be uh, supporting victims and it also might be supporting and working with perpetrators of domestic and family violence. And our aim, and I guess part of what we're here for today, is our aim of our unit, the Vulnerable Persons Unit, is to link people, whether that be the victim survivor or the perpetrator, with support services. And how we do that is utilising the police referrals pathway and other options as well. with the Queensland Police Service, have you seen there been a real, I guess, new focus on the role that police play in that referral pathway? I would like to think that police officers have always been about supporting victims and linking them. It's just that in the last 10 years, we've actually had a option of our police referrals pathway. It's a really easy system for police to connect people with. And there's also been an increase in the pathways of support services. I would think that has then brought about an increase in what we're doing and linking people in. I'd like to think that police have always been about that holistic approach and supporting people no matter what how we can. It's just that now with the promotion of services such as DV Connect, 
and other support services and the, the easy pathway for us, there's been a massive increase in, in what we do in doing it that way. It definitely has improved. So police have always been at the table, but the resources and the things around us that help us work together have greatly improved. And there really is a good working relationship between police and domestic and family violence support services. So it kind of doesn't matter who you reach out to, either of those resources for you will help you find the right pathway for safety when you need it. And you mentioned, Lee, that you work with both the survivors and perpetrators of abuse. What do the referral pathways look like or what referrals are available for both, uh, I guess, survivors and perpetrators of violence? DV Connect and Men's Line is an option often regularly used by police officers more for when victim survivors are in crisis. So depending on where that person's at would depend on what support service we link people to. So there are over 500 support providers available to our police referrals system and over 60 variety of types of vulnerabilities or needs that we can refer people to. They might need help with rental assistance. It might be the fact that the victim needs to leave the relationship and what's challenging them is that they're in a a rental agreement with another party. So we can connect a person to a support provider to help them with safety planning and recovering and working through the domestic and family violence, whilst we can also refer them to another pathway or another agency that can help them remove themselves off the rental agreement. Or sometimes people we are supporting and working with want to stay in the relationship. So it depends on what the underlying issue is and what support is needed as to which pathway of support we link someone into. It's really great to see that choice of both hands on the wheel from a survivor's perspective in that they're making the choices and that police will support. Can you, I guess, provide a bit of an insight in terms of like if we see DV Connect as a big funnel, um, you know, how does it funnel down? What different pathways into support are there through DV Connect? So Divi Connect has a lot of funnels, I guess. Our first and probably main response is in a crisis situation. So people who need to find safety tonight, and that safety may not be at home or it may be at home, but we really are at a critical point. So that's our crisis line, and that's a lot about practical support in the moment, finding a safe place to be, getting to a safe place to be, etc. And in those circumstances, we can work really closely with police if police are already engaged by the person who has called us, or if they haven't contacted police at that time or at any time, we can still work with them to find a safe place for that night, the next night, etc. The other thing that we do lots of is we do referrals, and I guess that's the funnel, right? Mm. We're a statewide service, and so we know what's available right across the state. There are regional providers of domestic and family violence services across Queensland. Choice and control are really important for people who are experiencing violence. You know your own safety and situation best and our role is to help you harness that. So there's no requirements for contacting us. There's no need to have been in contact with police or not contact police or be seeking safety tonight or just wanting information. You could be a family and friend of someone who's experiencing violence and we can help you with information as well about understanding what to Google, where to look, who you might connect with, etc. Sometimes other supports are what people need to say, mental health or housing. We can also give information around that. When we look to people who are using violence, we can also help them with pathways to 
making them safe for people. People do choose to stay in relationships and they just want the violence to stop and that's a very fair thing to want. And so we really want to help those people who want to stop using violence to do so. And so again, we are a telephone service where we can talk to you about the use of violence. Then we can work with you about finding a referral pathway looking at that behaviour and changing that behaviour too. So that is a really important part of what we do as well. We also help family and friends around the person that might be using violence about how to potentially have those conversations, how to support that individual. Like these are really complex and unique circumstances that people are in when domestic and family violence is present. We also know that domestic and family violence isn't just between two couples that are in love. It can be between other family members. It can feel a bit broader than that. And so we're available to help those situations as well. There's been a big highlighting of the role of elder abuse that occurs in the community as well. And does DV Connect, I guess, cater for people who may be experiencing abuse from a child, like from their children or other family members? Absolutely. So if domestic or family violence is present, and that can be elder abuse, a family relationship where we're talking an auntie looking after a younger child, absolutely. That is recognised by us and by the legislation and the system as domestic and family violence. There are some specialist services that can respond to that. And part of our role is knowing those services and connecting people with that. But in the first instance, a phone call can be made to us and we can support. We recognise that that is domestic and family violence. Sometimes that first phone call is so hard. Picking up the phone, making a call, walking through someone's front door and saying, hey, I think I need your help. It can be a challenge to know what is happening for you. It can feel not great, but naming it and knowing what you need to make that different is going to be a journey. And so making that first phone call on the journey, making the 10th phone call on that journey, all of it can be daunting. And we know that and we're there for whatever it is for you at that point. And if at that point in time we're not the right service, we'll have a clue what is. Lee, if I could ask you, as someone from the Vulnerable Persons Unit, representing the Vulnerable Persons Unit here today, if you could send a message to a survivor of violence that might be listening, what might you tell them about their encounter with the Vulnerable Persons Unit? Often a victim survivor may not realise what's happening to them is domestic and family violence because domestic and family violence is not just physical violence. It can be coercive control, financial abuse, elder abuse. So my message is... If somebody listening feels as though they may be experiencing domestic and family violence, my initial message would be to talk to someone about it. Research and knowledge is power. So the more knowledge they have of support services available and what options there are when they report to police, the Vulnerable Persons Unit do exist all over the state. Our training has vastly improved in identifying the person most needed protection, an holistic and thorough investigation, linking people to support services, because no matter what's happening to them, there is someone to help them. And it may not be that a police response is appropriate at that time. Police respond to a DV call out every five minutes in Queensland. The police are there and doing so much work to be able to support victim survivors and to give you choice on that journey too with that part of the process. So it can be really intimidating when police present, but they are there for your safety. 
And the other part of that is that with the referral systems, the police will probably link you with a local referral service. And when that service reaches out to you, that's a really great opportunity to just find out more, get some information about what happens with policing, what happens with the next step. Lots of services have court support processes if this ends up going to court because an order's being taken or is being applied for, but also how that impacts on your situation and what your next steps might be. And then perhaps how you might resource yourself with the police on your safety journey too, if that's appropriate for you. We have a women's line and a men's line, and the men's line is for men or people who identify as male, who are experiencing violence or who are using violence. To that line, it doesn't matter where you are on that spectrum, we're there to connect with you in the first instance, talk about safety for you as an individual, and then we definitely take a step back and we think about safety as your family unit. So we know domestic and family violence is usually more than two people. Even though the key relationship of the violence might be between two, there are often children, there's pets, there's people that live in your family household and are part of your family unit. So we really want to work with an individual to make everyone feel safe in that environment. So on Men's Line, we will talk to you about your situation And if we are talking to someone who's using violence, we know that the best pathway is probably a longer term or intensive program. So we'll try to find someone local in your area who can do that. But at the very least, we can have a conversation where we can help you step back a minute and think about how your actions are impacting on others. And doing that in a safe place, doing that in a non-judgmental place. Does DB Connect have an obligation to report information to police or is there some things that can be kept confidential? So DV Connect, in the first instance, is a completely confidential service. So what you say remains with us unless we are explicitly concerned for the safety of someone in the very short term. So if we have concerns at that level, we do share information with police. However, in many, 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 many situations, we do not because it's not required. And we know that safety, in fact, will be obtained by not sharing information, by having access to a confidential resource where you can disclose information about yourself and then find ways to think about your use of violence differently. And that has to start from you connecting with someone. We're not there to dob people in, we're waiting to help people. If someone was to call the DV Connect line, whether that be a victim of domestic and family violence or a perpetrator, how do you work with the police whilst trying to ensure that they have autonomy over their decision making? Autonomy, choice and control is really, really important. So when someone calls DV Connect, we work with them about where they're at and what options they want to take about involving police and how to involve police. For some people, they prefer not to involve police and so we'll work with them on that part of their journey. For some people, they are involving police or they're ready to involve police, so we'll work with them on that part of the journey. And they will be part of our conversation about what we share and how we share it and how we connect everyone together. Yeah, it sounds really great for such a complex and in certain cases, risky circumstances for people that there's that transparency around the conversation and where the conversation goes to next in terms of referral pathways or system responses. We are really open to people asking us questions about what's happening with their information. And we are really open to them having control over what happens with their information. When you work with us, you don't have to give us details. Unless we're practically trying to get you somewhere for safety reasons, we don't need any details. We just need to talk to you over the phone to give you information and advice. 
alongside some police initiatives such as referral pathways and how you're linking both survivors of domestic and family violence and perpetrators, how important is the role that the community plays in supporting police to do this? And what can we do as a community to help police create a safer community? The response to domestic and family violence is a community issue. We rely on members of the community, whether it be family members, neighbours, work colleagues, teachers at school. We rely on the community reporting domestic and family violence to us, to the police and also directly to support providers such as DV Connect. Community is everything to us in any kind of improvement to our response to DV. The community plays a role in bringing to the surface what might be occurring behind closed doors or in communities that might be hidden. And often perpetrators will rely on the anonymity around them to allow them to do what they do. So I guess raising that to police's attention and making them visible to the system and the responses and services available is really paramount to ensuring our community safety and in allowing you to do what you do in the community. Yeah, 100%. We could not facilitate any kind of safety response or police response without working with our support providers. We can't arrest our way out of the problem. Mm. We have to have our support providers working with us and working with victims and perpetrators in any way at all to reduce what's going on out there in the community. I must say the community has overwhelmingly improved their ability to report The increase that we've seen in members of the public reporting to domestic and family violence or calling on behalf of your neighbour has been fantastic. Family and friends are critical in safety and recovery from domestic and family violence. And so you accessing support services, you finding out more so that you can help your loved one is also important. So that holistic response, I think it's, it's as a collective we make each other safer. Um, And we've spoken, I think, on this podcast about the bystander program, but that's an important element of being a bystander. And you're a bystander for victim survivors, but also people that use violence too. And that's just as an important conversation as well. On Men's Line, we talk to lots of family members who are worried about their family members using violence. And that's an important conversation. We really want to have that conversation. Can we dive a little bit deeper into the referrals and I guess what sort of happens when a referral is made and what does it actually mean? So what the police referral pathway is about is about the police connecting a, a victim or a perpetrator of domestic and family violence with the appropriate support provider. Police referral pathway is also available to whatever underlying issue that person may be experienced. So police referrals is not just about domestic and family violence. There are over 60 different categories grouped into 22 broad referral categories. And a big part of that is support for victim survivors and perpetrators of domestic and family violence. The police referral options can also include the underlying issues of tenancy, It might be for legal advice, might be for gambling, it could be for mental health, could be suicide prevention. There's over 60 different categories that we can refer a person to, depending on where the person in the state is and what service provider is available. There are statewide service providers, um, so it doesn't matter where you are in the community, such as DB Connect, but there are support providers locally based as well. You don't have to commit to that service provider when they call you. That's your time to find out more information. You'll usually get sent a text or an email with other contact details. Keep that in your back pocket for when you next need it. It's a really important opportunity 
um, where we outreach to you to see what might be helpful for you at that point. And we know that something has happened a couple of days before. Police have attended for a reason. And so we're aware of that and we have no judgments or thoughts around that either. We're just simply offering us and our other support service partners are just offering a, a support at that time. Really good time to ask, what do you do? How do I access you in the future? Any other question you might have about using that service or finding out if we reach out to you and you actually think it's a tenancy issue, we can provide you information about another tenancy, that on referral stuff. Can you tell me a little bit about someone who might be reaching out to the service or has been referred by police um, and they're going to get a follow-up phone call from DV Connect? What's the process like in ensuring that the perpetrator potentially might be monitoring those calls you know, or listening in? Uh, what does DV Connect have in place for that? Our number one priority, as I've said, is safety, and it's the number one priority of any domestic and family violence service in Queensland. And so our mechanisms, our ways of reaching out, we do it in a way that does protect the person that we're contacting to make sure that it is them and to make sure that a person monitoring their information won't necessarily know that it's us reaching out to them. So we do several things to make sure people stay safe and their information stays safe. That's really important to us. When um, police are speaking to a person and they're working through if they can offer them and they're willing to consent to a referral, we will ask them what's the best phone contact and if it is safe, we're also obliged to ask people now whether it is safe to contact them on a mobile. It may be an option that an email is the only preferred option. So whatever the preferred and safest option of contact is what the person will give us and that's what we'll input into our system. For people that are looking to leave a relationship and might reach out to DV Connect, they might have a lot of concern about the fallout that surrounds that, potentially with children or with pets that they have. Does DV Connect cater for that? And I guess, what does that response look like? Absolutely. We know that there are lots of complexities, particularly if you're thinking about leaving a relationship. And so we have a specific program called Pets in Crisis, where we will help find a safe place for your pets. We've done horses, pigs, ducks, cats, cows, We've found safe places for those pets to be while you're finding your new safe place, wherever that is. At least 50% of domestic violence victims report their pets were abused as well, with as many as a third of people delaying leaving a violent relationship out of fear for their pet's safety. And that works right across Queensland. We have done a lot of work to get pets to safety because we know that they're important and we know that they are also subject to harm in domestic and family violence relationships. And children, of course, children are also victims of domestic and family violence, and we recognise that. So while we mostly work with the adult, we always know that kids are standalone victims of domestic and family violence. And so our response will think about the family unit and about those people as individuals too. So absolutely, we recognise that and we will work with the individual on what choices they need to make to find safety for themselves and people that are important to them. We've investigated a number of um, matters over time where it's quite apparent to us that the victim survivor won't leave because they're concerned about their pets. The option with a police referral that we know we can also assist that person placing their animal, whatever that animal may be, into safety is just uh, an excellent partnership in us in supporting victims. Um, And likewise with domestic violence support services that we can link people through the police referral system, children and family is considered and there are programs, support, counselling available to our children that experience DV as well.
Can you, Michelle, speak to a little bit about what's available in rural and I guess on community? Where can they go for support? Obviously, the more remote you get, the less resources there are around, but DB Connect can provide solutions for you. So if you're looking to leave a relationship or just want a pathway to safety, we absolutely 100% help Queenslanders right across Queensland. So from the Torres Strait, as far out west as you can go. We will work with that individual if needed and if it's preferred, we'll work with the police as well. We'll work with local providers to find you a pathway to safety. We are there for every single Queenslander. It doesn't matter where you live. If you're a victim survivor anywhere in Queensland, you absolutely can reach out to DB Connect for safety tonight and we will work with you to find a pathway to that. There are statewide police referrals or support providers available, such as DV Connect, Legal Aid. There are options available statewide that doesn't matter where you are in urban, rural, in the country, Cloncurry, wherever you are, there are support providers available. It really depends on what the um, issue is and what the support provider that's required as to how many services are available. The only way for a victim survivor or person to know is to connect with police, their local police, and their local police have access to identifying what support service providers. So if you don't know, you're thinking you're in the country and there mightn't be a domestic and family violence service available to you, the best way to find out would be to go to the front counter or call the police and they can um, link you in with whatever underlying issue or whatever you might need. It might be that you are seeking a personal counsellor to work through the relationship and there might be a support provider locally or statewide. So it really depends on the issue and where you are, but I would encourage any person to speak to their local police to help work through that and um, to find out directly from their local police what support might be available. But there are over 530 service providers across Queensland that have partnered with police referrals. So I would hope no matter where you are in the community, there would be some organisation that might be able to assist you through this pathway. And if there isn't, police are well connected and trained with connecting people locally with what's in their own community. Another great support too for someone who might be supporting someone who's experiencing domestic and family violence or might, you know, be a neighbour, you know, or around someone who's experiencing domestic and family violence, they can download the Be There app on all platforms and it's available on desktop computer as well. Be There app is a great app that's there to support bystanders to learn how to show up, what to say, what you might hear in response, how to have those really difficult conversations um, and how to consistently show up and be someone who does something for the ones that you love and care about that might be experiencing experiencing domestic and family violence. You can download that app today and that doesn't discriminate where you're based. It is Australia-wide, but specifically Queensland as well, doesn't discriminate anywhere and gives you all the services nearby to you, both nationally and statewide. It gives you all the sources there and a tab that you can go to. It also has a journaling feature as well in which you can write down anything that you might see or hear, um, which when the police have you know a, a window of time to respond to an incident that happens, having a journal of information there and things that have happened uh, really assist in creating that context um, to policing and giving police that additional information they need and giving the services the additional information they need to be able to respond appropriately. A review board led by the Queensland coroner looks into DV deaths and how they can be prevented. 
And as we close out the episode, I just wanted to, I guess, put it out both to you to say, um, is there any parting messages that you'd like to give listeners in regards to what we've talked about today? You are in control of your journey with us. You could be experiencing domestic and family violence for one day, for 10 years. You could have reached out 20 times before for help, or this is your first time. We're there to help wherever you're at on that journey. You've connected with police, you haven't, you've spoken to friends, you haven't, you live in Brisbane, you live in Townsville. All of that is irrelevant. We're here to help you today at this point in time on your journey with what you need next. And if you don't know what you need next, our job is to help you figure that out. We want to work with you and we have ways to help inform you, work together with you, come around with what will work best to keep you and your family safe. Or if you're a person using violence, We'll also work with you to figure out how to improve your family's well-being, how to stop using violence. We know it's daunting to take that first step if it is your first step. We know it's daunting to take that step if it's your 20th time. Just give us a call. That's with any other DV support service in the state. You can walk through the front door of any of them, pick up the phone to any of them. They're not there to pass judgment. They're not there to tell you what to do. They're there to work with you to find your pathway to safety. Thank you both so much for being here today. I really appreciate both your time and providing some really valuable insight into what's available through police referrals and also what a journey to DV Connect might look like and sound like. And it's really important work that you both do and great to see police and support services walking hand in hand to make this community safer. I would really encourage anybody that listened today to contact police, even in those rural areas and find out what's available in your area or to call DV Connect and have a conversation today and inquire about what support services are available, particularly men that are using violence um, we don't make our homes safer unless we stop the violence. So if you are using violence and you're thinking about reaching out, I really encourage you to do so and take those steps today to make your home safer for tomorrow. And thank you both so much for being here. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. If you or someone you know is experiencing domestic and family violence, please start the conversation, reach out for support or report to police. Head to our show notes for contact details and service support.